G'day and welcome to another edition of the Big W Podcast. My name's Kevin Hilliard. In this podcast, we hope to bring you all the details that you need to know about what's going on at the Werribee Football Club. Uh, times of uncertainty, we all know, and uh, we're dealing with situations we don't know a lot about that we haven't dealt with before, but hopefully we can uh, tick a few boxes for you and answer a few questions that you might have about uh, the season coming up, uh, what's happening there, and, and various other issues uh, around the football club. And we've got two uh, terrific uh, people involved with our football club to answer those questions for you today. Our CEO, Mark Penaluna, will join me shortly, and of course one of our star players and uh, part of our coaching panel, and uh, someone we've been very proud of uh, for what he's achieved in his football career since starting at the Werribee Football Club back in the uh, the early 2000s, and that of course is Michael Barlow. So we're looking forward to talking to those two gentlemen. Before we do though, a, a shout out to our sponsors, our major sponsor of course in Bland Holden, and our podcast sponsors, ABC Homes, uh, the Australian building company. They're open, they're building, uh, you can have a look at what they're doing. If you're in the market for a house, uh, they are the people to talk to, they've been great supporters of our club. Uh, they're building great homes everywhere. Their display homes are open by appointment, obviously, uh, so you can uh, you can still stay in that space and uh, talk to uh, ABC Homes, the Australian building company. Uh, just jump on their website and you'll get all the details. And Cario Waste, uh, the award-winning um, and Australian family-owned business, uh, of course, uh, specialised waste management. Now you can sign up for their newsletter. Just uh, jump on their on their website, which is uh, cariowm.com. Dot au or give them a buzz one three hundred two six seven four six nine six. You can sign up for their newsletter. You can find out about all the uh, specialised waste management uh, that they do uh, in the commercial area, of course. So uh, just um, jump on Facebook, even and Twitter. Everyone's on there these days. Cryo Waste and ABC Homes, the Australian building company. Very proud to have them as our podcast sponsors. And a bit of news about some of our other sponsors coming up uh, later on in the podcast. But let's get down to the business of football and uh, handling that for the Werribee Football Club. Of course, is our CEO. All right, let's go to the uh, the top office at uh, Avalon Airport Oval and talk to the uh, the chief, uh, the CEO, Mark Penalina. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Hello, Kevin. How are you today, my friend? I'm going well, thank you. And uh, I guess in some ways, excited about the prospect of the boys going back to training this week. Yeah, I'm excited that um, the boys are looking to come back to training um, this Wednesday. It's, it's compulsory. Obviously, we're all um, different things going on. Some of the boys have um, gone back to uh, the country um, because of the economic climate and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, nearly all the players were in a, in a Zoom meeting um, last week and um, really bored about the opportunity of uh, catching up with their mates and um, having a kick around. It, it won't be anything too... Um, Strenuous, I don't believe, but um, it's a good opportunity for everyone to catch up and um, and hopefully in the next um, week to two weeks, Kev, um, that we're um, hopefully looking to make a decision regarding the 2020 VFL season. All right, Mark. Well, what news can you tell the uh, the fans of the Werribee Football Club who are listening to this podcast right now about where we're at and what what uh, how you see things playing out or, or how they will play out? Well, there's been a lot of steps that have gone into this. It's almost... Um, between um, the VFL CEOs have been catching up twice a week, catching up with the AFL once a week. Uh, subcommittees form. Um, Stewie played a role in the um, the operational football expenditure costs. So Stewie and a couple others have led the charge with that, and that's part of what we've done in, in submitting that information to um, to the AFL and and so as all the clubs. So it's expected that um, that those figures are going to be reviewed 
obviously the players and the staff have been absolutely wonderful through this process and um, without their support then certainly wouldn't even be consideration regarding the VFL season um, essentially uh, operating again late July, early August. So to answer in a nutshell, Kev, I think um, we're more likely than not likely for the season to go ahead and decision I would expect in the next week to 10 days. Yeah, no, that's well, that's terrific news. And I guess there's three major pillars of this uh, from what I can gather. There's the logistics one, which is the actual putting on of, uh, of games. There's the financial aspect of it, which is obviously a, a massive uh, thing for all concerned. And then there's all the health protocols. Are they the three major boxes you've got to tick to make the, before this gets the big tick and we're off and running? Uh, yeah, pretty much, mate. Um, the health protocols will be something that, that will, will come out, uh, I suppose, they, once again, they change every few days, potentially. We'll work through those things. Um, but uh, as we say, we, we need to get to the starting gate. Um, we announced that the season's going ahead. There's going to be the operational factors of length of quarters and numbers of players and health protocols and all these things that, that will change. And um, we've been able to to adjust to those things along the line in society and, and I'm sure the football will be doing likewise. Um, so it's just the financial. Certainly everyone, well, a lot of people are taking large financial hits and our club has, but uh, I'm extremely confident um, of the long-term viability of the World Footy Club and um, this will be a sore glitch, but uh, we'll be a lot bigger and stronger from 2021 onwards. Mark, you've, you've spent a lot of time at the club, um, uh, you know, a lot of years at the club now, building to a point where the club's in a, in a position uh, where we, we're actually able to ride this out, which, uh, you know, 10 years ago, we probably wouldn't have been able to do. No, no, not, not absolutely. You're right, Kev. And um, we're so lucky that we have the, the best facilities in the VFL now. Uh, it's a bit like, you know, a mini scale with the AFL that's got with Marvel that we can draw income through this. We can look at um, others to... to access our facilities and you've got new income streams, obviously alluring players and staff to our facility as well. So um, you're absolutely right. Obviously, we're, we're fortunate that um, we've got long-standing sponsors have been with us a long, long time. And it's, you know, really wonderful that so many, well, haven't had any sponsors or any members ask for their, their funds back. And we've really worked hard to build those relationships over many years. And, um, and also, obviously, the Tigers Clubhouse um, we're so fortunate to have a, a wonderful social venue that financially supports it. Which, club. which is open again uh, in in the in the in the COVID nineteen restrictions that we have. It's actually open again. Yeah, that's right, mate. It, it opened last Tuesday for dinner. Um, we had you know over forty people in there for dinner on Terrific. the first night, and close to fifty the second night. Um, Reese and the staff have you know once again they've been terrific and. The guys that come back on job paper, we've got photos of them um, going through the garden, pulling out plants, doing bits and pieces there, cleaning things. Um, it's just you know all around the patients from the from the, the sponsors, the members, the staff at both the footy and the Tigers club. It's, um, it's been incredible. Um, we're well, going to talk to Mickey Barlow later in the podcast about what he's been up to and some of the things that he's been doing, uh, been part of the community programs, uh, you know, some of the initiatives with videos and presentations like that that we've been doing because we can't get into schools and can't make face-to-face contact, so we've been doing it that way. But I guess one of the things that's come out of this COVID-19 thing and the whole kind of uh, lockdown and, and the way things have changed is the, the incredible bond between our football club and our community. 
Yep, um, I think you're right, Kev. We've uh, obviously employed a, a community development manager going back to 2007 with Robert Costello, our cash record holder, being our inaugural community manager and yeah. led on through Chris Gallagher and more recently Hamish in the last 12 months. And We're very, very fortunate to have Hamish, um, Mara as a diversity officer and obviously Mickey Barlow also assisting the club. We're clearly the leaders within the, in the community uh, phase of, facet of um our organisation uh, in the VFL and you could argue more broadly. Um, and I think, yeah, certainly um, we're so, so fortunate to have these guys working with the footy club. The community content they've put up on the online stuff has been wonderful. Um, assistance with um, and Aaron and yourself, Kevin, in providing guidance and, and all those sorts of things. It's, um, it's been terrific. Mate, the, uh, the the questions, the, the press have been full of, uh, you know, stories about the different configurations of how uh, second tier and uh, and under uh, competitions underneath the AFL are going to look. We've had, uh, you know, suburban competitions are not going to go ahead in uh, in 2020. Um, are, you, are you confident about, A, the, the, uh, the stability and future of the Werribee Football Club and the uh, the, the kind of uh, second tier football where it sits in the in the scheme of things uh, going into to the end of this season and into, into beyond that? Yeah, I am very confident. I, I don't envy, obviously, the AFL and trying to, I suppose, get their ducks in a row between their broadcast deals and one of the knock-on effects around list sizes and how they work with AFL and soft caps and therefore, you know, potentially what the AFL club involvement might be within the VFL. Yep. Um, we've been asked to complete, as has all the VFL clubs, a survey looking at um, uh, second-tier modelling, talent pathway programs, all these sorts of things. Which, which we've done. Um, it is going to take some weeks for this to, to play out. And, and obviously the, the Northern States at the moment are, as far as managing the narrative of that. I ask our guys, as in our members and our sponsors and our players, etc., to, um, to be patient. We're going to be, we're catching up, we're talking with the AFL, as I said, minimum weekly on these things, sometimes more often. Um, but I'm extremely confident that given that we're in the largest growth corridor in Australia with the best facilities outside the AFL, um, with our community involvement, entrenched sponsors, um, that we're as well equipped as any club in the VFL um, in whatever phase and, and look that might have in 2021 and I'm, I'm gathering from uh, you know what we've seen in the press and uh, conversations we've had on uh, on WhatsApp and uh, and some Zoom meetings that we've had that uh, that Mark Williams and the players and everyone they're really keen to play. Oh yeah. Incredible. It's, um, yeah, the way that the, these WhatsApp groups have been bouncing around and <laughs> um, messages and, and, the, and the work that Mark has done in, in overseeing that with Stewie and Byron, um, who's our nutritionist and running 30-day nutrition competitions and um, um, and the, the doc with support and Damien Franklin and, and all the players are just, yeah. Yeah, they're very, very keen and they're very club-focused and, um, you know, they've worked so hard over the initial phase from November to March. They just want to get out there, have some fun and um, and hopefully bring some enjoyment to uh, to our members um, along the way. And we don't uh, sort of have any uh, any indication yet uh, it, when the, when and if the season gets up. We don't know when, but we don't have any indication yet uh, whether crowds will be involved, do we? No, no, we're relying on... Um, Obviously, AFL Victoria are working with um, or talking to the government and um, obviously the government are being very cautious and, and that's rightfully so, but um, we're aiming to try and have some crowds back, but um, we'll have to 
work as we have done for the last three months on um, whether there will be crowds or not, same as we've had two uh, lines of, um, well, we're going to work this week as though there's a season and we're going to work this week as though there's no season. So we're, uh, we're juggling and, uh, and yeah. manoeuvring as best we can. Yeah. Mark, as always, thanks for your time. I'm going to talk to Mickey Barlow next, but uh, as always, appreciate your time and keep up the good work at the Werribee Footy Club. Terrific, Kev. Thanks, mate. Uh, he's a hard-working man. Uh, he's the energizer battery of the football club. Mark Penaluna, thank him for his time uh, and insights there into what's going on uh, mostly off the field uh, for the uh, for the footy club. Let's find out what's going on on the field now. One of our star players and, of course, uh, one of the, the members of our coaching panel and one of the, uh, the more famous alumni of the Werribee Football Club joining me now. On the Big W Podcast, pleased to have uh, uh, one of the great members of our football club, uh, not only as a player, but uh, on the coaching staff as well, and he gets out in the community and does stuff. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a, a man for all seasons, is Michael Barlow. Hello, Mick. How are you going? Hi to you, Kev. Yes. Um, what's, the, what's the saying? Jack of all trades, master That's of none. Right. So <laughs> trying my hand at all, yeah, to playing the coaching and probably most notably of recent uh, times in current Situations is the community aspect, so we've got very, very creative in that. So, um, no, it's been an interesting time, but I suppose enough enough uh, material there to keep me motivated and getting me out of bed in the morning. Absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about the videos. Now, one video we've seen, we're going to be uh, putting these up through all the different channels on YouTube and uh, across all our social media platforms and that, but uh, it's a series uh, called The Champions of Werribee where you've uh, had an opportunity to talk to some of the uh, the former greats of our club and, and current greats of our club, like Kyle Hardigan. Yeah, so Kyle came um, you know, and did a, did a session with myself uh, in a one-on-one environment, so that was... That was uh, very, very appreciative of um, Kyle's time. You know, he's, he's a, uh, a local from the city of Wyndham. Um, we're spending some time back whilst they were off from, from training uh, at his hometown. So he was doing a lot of his training uh, down there at uh, Avalon Airport Oval and, and we were lucky enough to sneak him in and, and, and feature him as a, a champion of Werribee. And, and the, the concept of it is, I suppose, to be able to um, you know, run virtual football clinics, uh, workouts, um, you know, for the schools and, and for the for the Auskick, um components around, you know, the city of Wyndham in particular, because uh, we know how quickly the city of Wyndham is growing. And, and at the moment, you know, as a Werribee football club, we like to get out to schools, like to get out and, and promote the product. We haven't been able to do that. So to get Kyle on board um, initially, and, you know, we will uh, down the track, look to get Ben Brown and, and Jake Riccardi, Dale Morris, all the other players that have gone on, um, to, to the AFL, uh, another champion of Werribee we included in the series is Matt Hanson. So I don't think yeah. we can um, ignore the fact that a guy like Matt Hanson is a you know, three-time best and fairest winner. Um, he's, he's come over from Tasmania. He's, he's been a part of the Werribee Football Club now, I think, for six years, uh, going maybe this might be his seventh year. But um, we really want to promote you know, what these really motivated and um, tremendous assets we have at the club at the moment, what... Uh, you know, where they've come from and share their stories as well. So, uh, yep, so they'll be, as you said, YouTube um, and social media platforms. They'll be readily readily available um, as you know, as we speak, but a fair few more coming out uh in the near future, and one of the great things about it is too, you don't you don't have to have a footy. You can have a you can have a pair of socks, or you can have a you know you can you can improvise. No, it's about it's about movement. It's about you know getting your body moving, and it's about feeling healthy. I guess is is one of the main messages of this stuff. 
That's it, Kev, and uh, I'm sure and we don't discriminate against age, that's for sure. Uh, I imagine you'd be yeah. joining along, connecting <laughs> your laptop to the TV in your lounge room. But you're right, I think a, a huge, um, I suppose, uh, element of, of it, particularly our area, we're, we're so diverse, um, you know, ethnicity, um, a, a range of backgrounds in the city of Wyndham. So, you know, football can be quite foreign to, to a lot of the kids where we're presenting to so if they have a soccer ball or a basketball um you mentioned yep get some socks or 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 wrap a towel up with um with uh you know electrical tape use that get creative um yeah so it's it's not kind of um too advanced where you know we're running around and doing full laps of ovals or doing very very complex stuff it can all be done within a, a very very small confined space um and yeah just promoting a bit of hand-eye coordination as well as uh, getting the heart rate up and, and getting a bit of activity in. Because I know the schools throughout that isolation period um, you were mandated essentially to, to get 30 minutes of physical activity um, you know, in front of their children per day. So hopefully that um, creates a long-standing effect um, within schools and, and within kids' mentalities. Now, your relationship with the whistle has become quite unhealthy too, uh, Michael. We've, uh, we have noticed that. You, you love that whistle. <laughs> yes, no, well, I think, um, you know, one of my mentors and one of my idols probably nowadays, Mark Williams, um, has reminded me a lot of times that I need, if you want to be a good coach, you need a whistle. Right. So um, I'm into the second year of my um, coaching career at Werribee, and I was a bit hit and miss, I think, with uh, my um, attention to detail with taking a whistle to training um, when I wasn't, you know, physically taking part in training. So Choco might have given me some choice bits of advice and choice words of advice not probably um appropriate for a podcast like this uh, about you know having your whistle on you at all times so maybe when you do have the whistle um you you do tend to abuse your power um, but i've but i've enjoyed it no you you've it's, it's a lot easier um with the whistle on than actually doing the exercises so um and it's good fun though as well so learning from the best uh, but also at the same time, uh, Kev probably taking the uh, taking the Mickey out of him yeah, as well. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk to you. I want to talk to you now as a footballer and and uh, what mm. you've what you've gone through as a as a player and trying to keep yourself fit and trying to keep your mind in the in the right space. Given that training will start this uh, this week in in this mm. in this new this new way that we're going to do it in groups of twenty and all that sort of stuff. How have you how have you felt mentally about uh, about football and and about you know what what this season might be in the in the last few weeks? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great question. And I think um, I was only reflecting on it this morning in terms of uh, we played the one practice match against Geelong and that was essentially March, uh, April, June. What's that, two months ago? So we played the one game and we've had eight weeks essentially of, of no training, uh, yeah, no formalised training. So we've stayed engaged across a, a WhatsApp group with, with the whole club, coaches, support staff, um, players. Um, and, you know, um, Doug Greeno, our, our high performance manager, Jamara, um, you know, our assistant high performance manager, she's been tremendous in kind of giving, giving the players programs and, and holding them to account in terms of giving them options and, and a variety of options. Because we found it really important to make sure we're not overloading information or overloading expectation whilst the un- uncertainty around a, a season is there. So I was speaking on my, my point of view, I've, I've really enjoyed just, um, I love staying fit and healthy, so um, I've just enjoyed at times just going for a long run, um, which might sound strange, but I haven't probably been for a run um, 
just got out and put the runners on and gone for a run any longer than probably four or five kilometres in a row, probably for 10 to 12 years yeah. um, because, you, because you become so hardwired to um, – you know, football conditioning and football running programs, which which are very kind of um, fartlek and, and interval and, and speed, agility, um, all, all packaged up into one session. So um, I've just stayed nice and fit and healthy. The Strava app's been getting a bit of a, a workout. I'm getting quite competitive and, and addicted to that in a, in a way. So I think I've done about 30Ks a week over the past, you know, five, six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but all, all all more just getting, getting some distance in and, and just enjoying some, Fresh air, which we get a lot of um, in Victoria. But, yeah, we're staying engaged as a group and looking forward to, I suppose, getting back out there this Wednesday and, and building slowly into some football conditioning. Does it feel like a, Does it feel like November to you or does it feel like February to you? Because, I mean, it, it doesn't feel like June to any of us mm. except for the, the bitterness of, uh, of the cold. But it, 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 sort of where is where is that in your headspace? Mm. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like uh, November, as you alluded to there, Kev, uh, <laughs> at, at, at six o'clock this morning when I went up and got, went for a run when it was four degrees and I was literally thinking when I get home, I'm going to have to look up on um, gum, uh, on on the internet to find a pair of run, running gloves and look <laughs> like one of those tools. So that's where I'm at. But um, no, it's, it's surreal, mate. It's, we don't still don't know what the, what the season um, is going to look like, depending on, I suppose, when this podcast goes to where we... You know, we we might have further idea because it seems to be changing uh, by the minute, by the hour, by the day, um, especially. So for, for mine, uh, and rightly or wrongly, I'm probably not putting any expectations on the year yep. um, in terms of what it might look like playing wise. You've got to, I suppose, um, you know, prepare for the best, and, and hopefully we get a season season away. But um, you know, the cold hard hard truth of it is. It, you know, it might not happen. So um, don't put unrealistic expectation on it. So at the moment, I'm staying in the moment. Um, and, yeah, just uh, as cliche and as boring as it can sound, you just take it day by day, and um, week by week. And I suppose a, a really exciting thing for us as a footy club next week is we'll, we'll be able to con- uh, well begin to conduct some, some group training um, and more just connect with each other socially and, and um, be involved with each other, which is something... Um, you'd like to think you don't take for granted too much, but yeah. uh, through a pandemic like this, you do understand how how significant you know human connection and, and football connection, in particular, is so crucial to uh, the people within our clubs. Um, existence. Yeah. Mick, uh, you've been in the position where you've been overlooked for a draft and then you were drafted, uh, rookied and, and, you know, you've been down that path and you've and you've played uh, at the highest level. There's some young blokes in our group and some young blokes around football at the moment who, uh, who, who aren't quite sure, A, if they're going to play this year, where they're going to play, who they're going to play against, um, uh, whether whether scouts are going to be looking at them uh, and, mm. and they're, they're keen to, you know, take the next sort of uh, step in their in their career to, to get on an AFL list and, uh, and to be looked at and that. Uh, this could be, you know, like a water treading year for them. Uh, what sort of advice do you give to young fellas about that? Given that you've been in the sort of uh, mm. that sort of position yourself, in a way. Yeah, certainly. I think. Um, yeah, it's it's really important. I think you know, from speaking to a lot of our players in that position and their mindset, it's out of a pandemic like this, we've been able to identify what what's really important and how lucky. You know, we, we have been, um, and we really are. You know, once we come through this, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, to soldier on with our, our lives as, as 
you know, probably a bit differently um, and, and the landscape would have changed a little bit. But I think on the whole and a lot of people I've spoken to, they're just very fort, uh, privileged and, and fortunate to understand what we do have. So my advice, I suppose, is just to stay in the moment. Um, a, a big issue or a big uh, stress and anxiety around probably when I was trying to get drafted in 08, 09 um, at Werribee was setting, you know, that, it all came down to one day or two days, the rookie draft, the national draft, in terms of you know whether it's a, a failure or whether it's a, whether it's a success. I was having my time again, um, and I've spoken about this candidly and done some articles around it. Is there's nothing wrong at all, and it should be glorified and, and really um, something to be very, very proud of is being a very successful state league player. Yep, um, and that might become the norm uh, again not forecasting or, or being able to predict what, what's going to happen going forward, but it might be harder to get on AFL list. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm always a big, big advocate and a big believer. If you're good enough, you'll get on. Yeah. Um, and I see, you mentioned players at our list, on our list, I, I see eight to 10 with a, definitely four to six that could step in straight away and, and be ready-made AFL players. And then there's another batch in behind that, um, you know, wouldn't be out of place one bit. Um, on, on an AFL list so there, there, there's going to be opportunity if they're good enough that, and that's I'm really confident in, you know the AFL standpoint that it'll really prioritise opportunity for, for the pathway programs and, and state league programs to, to get a product in um, you know to, to not I suppose disadvantage anyone across Australia we know the Sample's coming back the Waffle's coming back so how does that look for our guys I'd have real confidence that there's going to be an opportunity at some level and um, you know, and not to be discriminated against to to be able to get an opportunity to, for the players to, to showcase their talents and, and give themselves an opportunity. So very it's a yeah, so Kev, it's a very passionate um, I suppose piece in my life is is promoting state league football and yep. ensuring that there's opportunity for these guys because I just see the possibility and um, you know for that to to be taken away whilst it can be frustrating and a bit a bit uh, a bit sad at times. Um, yeah, we'll be, we'll be okay and when they're good enough. There's a few, few there. If I start naming names, I won't stop. Yet, but, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to shuffle on. But Jack Henderson, I think, is right off the top of that list. Yeah, no, he's, he's a really good uh, young prospect that has been for a while. And, and I guess the other thing that we've kind of done in, in re, re, re-jigging and readjusting uh, the way we look at everything is that our measure of success has definitely changed in life and it probably has to and will naturally in football. And I guess it's, it, it, it allows also to get back to the love of the game rather than it being a you know a profession and a chore and stuff? Mm. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I think, um, like like I, I've probably alluded to in, in the um, early stages of this podcast, was that you, you can get caught up when life's so normal in, in the flow of it and don't really stop to smell the roses. And, and that, that's, in my circumstance, certainly the case. You know, I'm now second year out of an AFL environment Probably didn't enjoy football for some periods of my AFL career, which is, is not at all um, you know foreign to to the the environment. Um, but when you when I would go through those phases, you could quickly just catch yourself and be like, "No, you're pretty. It's pretty cool. You, you're going out training, mm. um, you know, playing, getting paid to do it, um, and live that lifestyle." And when I transitioned back to the VFL, I, I had a real spike in, I suppose, my enjoyment and um, yeah, you know, my love for the contest and 
and I think that's probably just because I took a little bit of pressure off myself and, yeah. and more was more um, you know involved in the coaching coaching side of things and the development of other players rather than really getting in your own head and, and stuck on your own performance. So I've been probably feeling really really positive about enjoying footy for the last um, for the last you know, twelve months in particular. So. But at the same time, for mine, it's probably allowed me just to take a step back and take a deep breath um, and, and prioritise some other things in my life. You know, being a semi-professional footballer now, um, you know, with, with a, a clear direction and pathway in the coaching as, um, aspect of stuff, but also the media stuff and, yeah. and community engagement, I've been able to probably prioritise some other elements of my life, which um, probably don't come as naturally to me. Um, having having been in the AFL environment um, and and within the sporting industry, I suppose the last ten to eleven years. Mick, it's always great to catch up with you, mate. We look forward to whatever whatever happens in the next uh, few weeks or months. Uh, uh, we know you're going to be a big part of uh, what's going on at uh, Avalon Airport Oval at the Werribee Footy Club. And uh, as always, take care, mate, and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Kevin. Just before you let me go, I will, I will um, give a big shout out to. I suppose the people that have been weathering the storm for us at, at the Werribee Football Club, um, you know, CEO Mark Penaluna, um, Stu Bullock, um, or as Mark Penaluna, uh, Mark Choco Williams refers to him every now and then, he's Stewie Ballard, our footy manager, um, <laughs> doing a fantastic job. Choco's been um, absolutely tremendous, keeping it, keeping the players engaged. Um, and I would like to note that, you know, it's a, it's a very special place, the Werribee Football Club. It's a very unique kind of playing group we've got, and, and but not only playing group, our, our support staff, our coaching staff. It's a very connected group, as, as connected as you know I've experienced, um, you know, in in my um, existence through through football. So it's something to be very very proud of. Uh, but I just thought it'd be um, it would be remiss if I didn't mention some of the huge efforts going on. Um, you know, for, for limited I suppose income at the moment for yeah. guys like Martin Luna, Stewie Bellick, um and Mark Williams. So big shout out to everyone. Stay safe. Enjoy. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you out at training very, very soon. Well, thanks to Mick Barlow for his time. Uh, we look forward to seeing Mick in action, hopefully uh, in the not-too-distant future, uh, running around in that, uh, that Werribee jumper, that big W jumper again very soon. And uh, also my thanks to, uh, to Mark Penaluna. Also want to mention a couple of other sponsors uh, that uh, are involved at the football club, and they're terrific sponsors. One, of course, is uh, Chiron Healthcare. Greg Hughes has been with us for a number of years now. Uh, now, they uh, have all the details of the products and services that they're involved with uh, on on their website, uh, just jump on and check that out. Now, Chiron spelled C-H-E-I-R-O-N, so it's Chiron Healthcare, uh, and you can see all the services that they provide. Uh, you can give them a buzz on one 500 510 one 500 But uh, they're obviously a specialised field in the in the medical area, in the health uh, uh, area, so uh, if you uh, need their help, I'm sure Greg and the team will certainly help you out. And the other one that we'd uh, like to mention uh, this week is Cheese Links. Uh, a shout out to uh, to Janet and Alan Clayton. Uh, Alan, of course, uh, everyone's going. Alan Clayton, Hutchie, uh, who's been around the club for for many, 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 many years now, uh, since the inception, just about. Uh, so uh, to to Janet and to uh, and to Hutch, uh, all the best uh, down there in Lara. And of course, Cheese Links is open for business. Uh, they do cheese uh, workshops, so you can learn how to make your own cheese. You can buy terrific uh, products and uh, a yogurt maker, which is an absolute beauty, and it's uh, as close as a phone call. That simple to get in touch with Janet at Cheese Links. Simply pick up the phone and call 03 5282 
1984. They have a, uh, a website, a Facebook page, an Instagram page. So uh, all the usual doodads uh, are there uh, across all the uh, the social media platforms. But once again, thanks to uh, Chiron Healthcare and to Cheeselinks for supporting us. And as Mark mentioned, it's been just a, that's an enormous thing that uh, not not one member and not one sponsor has actually come and knocked on the door and said, uh, you know, we'd like our money back or we, we, we need a bit of a chop out. Uh, so uh, on behalf of the football club, thank you so much uh, for the support that, uh, that you're giving us. We hope we're getting all the information out to you on all our social media platforms uh, through uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram and, uh, of course, on the uh, on the club website. So uh, anything you need to know, by all means, uh, give the club a call. We're only too happy to answer your questions. Once again, thanks to our podcast sponsors, ABC Homes, the Australian building company. Uh, they're building great homes, uh, display homes open now for you to have a look at uh, by appointment, of course. Jump on their website and uh, get all the details there. And the same with Cryo Waste, specialised waste management. One three hundred two six seven four six nine six. Hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Big W Podcast. Hopefully, we out in the ground real soon and be able to uh, show you some football and show you what the Werribee Football Club's all about uh, on the field. Uh, at some stage in twenty twenty, we'll talk again soon. I'm Kevin Hilliard. Take care.